Hello everyone, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson and this is You Think? Today I'd like to talk about why some things don't work out. Now you know this, sometimes you attempt something and it doesn't work out. Alright, it happens. Sometimes things are so ridiculous of why is everything going wrong? Why doesn't anything work out right? Oh such a headache isn't it well uh, brother Paul talks about this same problem uh, he says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 brethren I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press on towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now you may say, he's not, he's not talking about failing and having problems. Oh, wait a minute. Don't you know good old brother, uh, you read about uh, brother Paul. Uh, they said he was stoned, he, was, he died three times, he he was in prison, they beat him, they punched him, they, oh my goodness. He must have said to himself, why do these things keep going wrong? Oh, I don't think he said that. I don't think he said that. I think he said, I press on towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You are in a war, folks. You are in a battle. This whole political scene, the whole religious scene, the whole life scene, whatever it is, you are in a battle. God never told you, you will win every battle. God said he will be with you in every battle. Now, I know, maybe that's not too appealing to you, but he was with Paul every step of the way. And Paul took it. Why? Because Paul was a, a, um, an example to us of what a Christian could mean could be. Imagine leaving your house in the morning, but you have no plan, and so you get out of the door, close it behind you, stand there and say, where am I going? I know. Sounds ridiculous, but without a plan, you can't go anywhere. Paul said he did not think he obtained all that he strove for. But he forgot his failures, things that happened before, and he pressed on towards that mark. What is that mark? It is the finish line. It is the goal set up for which we are trying to achieve. Where is that finish line? Well, I'll tell you. It's at the end, where we're in glory. It never ends. We never stop pressing on towards the goal we never fight hard to do what we're doing sometimes i see this political mess i say i want to give up i don't want to stop already it's enough but paul wouldn't have said that paul would say i press on towards the mark if i would ask most of you you would answer me and say pastor i have no goal and that's sad just like leaving the house with nowhere to go. You'll stand still and get nowhere. And just because 
you're not walking out of your house and you, and you, and you do know where you're going. You're going to the movies or you're going to the store or whatever. You have no real goal. You really don't know where you're going. These temporary things, uh, going to the movies or going roller skating or doing something, is temporary entertainment. It's not pressing on for the goal. How we won souls. This is the way we came to Payadas. How we won souls and how we attract others is by building up the body. To see a bunch of unhappy people saved but with no happiness is not a good advertisement for the church. Right now, all we can do is testify that before Christ. Life was not good and now it's good. I want to see it better. God gives us blessings. He brings us to happier places. But you got to work for it, folks. God wants you to press on for the goal. If someone gives you a drug for your pain, you will feel good. You will accomplish nothing, but you will feel good. So many have accepted Christ as their savior. He's a good drug. I say that not disrespectfully. He makes you feel good. You are saved, you sing the songs, you witness, you read the Bible. That is all great. Now how about you? Where is your mark? You have to have one job. Sit down today and write out your five-year plan. Where do you want to be in five years? And what, what will you do when you get there? I remember I was a young teenager. I was 17 years old. <coughs> and I said to myself, I'm 17. I hold my whole life ahead of me. I got saved at 17. And I went on a roller coaster ride, a Christian roller coaster ride. Yeah, that's where you do good and then you do evil, and then you do good and then you do evil, and you go up and down, up and down, and you have no real goal. You know what makes you happy? It makes you happy to serve God, and you do that, and then you get. I don't know, sidetracked and you go off and you do some bad stuff and I did that for years. No goal. Finally, God called me in my heart. He told me I was going to be a missionary. I had become a pastor and uh, that was good. But it wasn't really doing what I needed to do. It was a Sunday thing. It was a Wednesday night thing. It was like many of you do. Go to church Sunday and Wednesday, go home, wait for the next week. And that just wasn't good enough. I went to the Philippines and God told me I was going to come back there and become a missionary. That was the day I got my goal. I still have my goal. And I'm still running for that goal. And I'm going to tell you something. Sure, we'd like to make the goal that we set. But if the goal that you set is eternity with Christ, then you have to die to get there. You're not allowed to kill yourself, so you better wait for the time to come. 
Here's a Richie Rich story. Did anybody remember Richie Rich? Richie Rich, the char comic character. I think they even did a movie on him, a, a comic movie. Richie Rich, they used to call him the poor little rich kid. The poor little rich kid. Of course, he lived in the fanciest mansion, had servants, had everything. And he decided that he wanted to make his own mark in the world. He wanted to set his own goal to be rich and famous, but he wanted to do it without the benefit of the riches that he had. So he took himself a string and a safety pin. They went down, he dug up some worms, and he went down to the water, and he caught himself some fish. And he sold the fish to the dealer, and he went out and he bought a fishing rod. And he got a little bit more fish, and he went out and he bought a rowboat. And he went out and he got more fish, and he went out and bought a big boat. And before you know it, he was the richest kid around. Richie Rich. What was the example? What was hey, That was a real capitalistic story. Maybe it was made by capitalists. I don't know. But the, the, the moral of that story is set your goal. Then go out and get it. What is your goal for Christ? Is it to bring souls to him? Is it to be able to preach his word all over the world? What kind of goal, great goals do you got? Proverbs 6, 6 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. I just did this in church the other day. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, Provideth her meat in the summertime, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? If you have no goal, you are not nearly as good as an ant. Even the ant will go back and forth until at the end of the day he has accumulated a large pile. Ants are industrious. Ants have no real leaders. Ants are motivated. I don't know how they're motivated, but they're motivated. And they serve. And they do a good job. Look to the ant, you sluggard. Don't go to sleep. A little folding of the hands. A little slumber. Do you get a little money and immediately spend it? Or do you look for the future? You can have a little today or much more after a while. It's up to you. What you're building now could be gigantic in the future. Of course, when I was a kid, I think the interest rate was about 10%. We used to be able to encourage to save our money in the bank because of the interest rate. Of course, now there's practically no interest rate at all. And if you saved a million dollars for a million years, you might not make anything. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. So the thing is, what do you do? You buy land, the price is always going up, maybe good stocks, whatever you do. Let God guide your heart. God is not opposed to investing. He's opposed to squandering. What did it say in the Bible? Uh, the, the keeper of the land, the Lord of the land, gave three of his Servants won ten, won five, and won one talent. 
and the 10 brought in 20 and the 5 brought in 10 and the 1 hit it and didn't bring in any. He wants you to invest. He wants you to do smart things. He wants you to become fantastic because look, if you get rich, think of all the people you could help. That's God's plan for your life. Look at all the millionaires that are helping people. When setting your goal, make sure the end result is to give honor to God. And that's very, very important. Because if your goal is not to honor God, your goal is worthless. I don't care if you make billions of dollars, your life is over. Waste. My goal is to build a compound. After to build uh, daughter churches, perhaps a hospital, perhaps a a way to employ people, maybe a small village. My goal is not to fill my bank account with wealth for me, but in the process I will want to build my house and a vehicle. I would want my children to go to good schools for college. It's a goal. Oh, will I ever reach that goal, huh? I'm thinking, if God wants me to, I will. It's not up to me to reach my goals. It's up to me to go for my goals. How many of you have said that's impossible? That's the impossible dream. I can't possibly get to that point. I can't possibly do this or that. And so you do nothing. That is your demise. That is your demise. When God is your focus, your own personal desires will also be accomplished. Have you ever read this one? For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shalt not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the, these things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he wants. And you think to yourself, this is impossible. You think, don't think it because you don't know what it means. So therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, you shall have them. And all that means is it's very simple. Nothing is impossible for God. And if he has caused you to believe it, it will be done. Now, that's, that's your secret, folks. God says, if you ask anything in my name, you have to be serious about it. Don't stand and say, okay, God, give me a million dollars right now on the floor in front of me. That doesn't work, folks. God has to put in your heart the desire to ask him for something. And once you have that desire, he won't turn you down. He won't turn you down. It means that if he has caused you to believe it, it will be done. If God puts it in your heart, believe it, and it will be done. I tell my people in church, I say, if I drop dead of a heart attack and fall on the floor, and God tells you, run over to me, put your hands on me and pray, do it right away, I'm going to recover. But if you don't hear God telling you, don't do it, you'll make a fool out of yourself be a worthless endeavor. 
because it's only God that does these things. It's not your your wonderfulness that is able to cause miracles and things beyond your control. No, 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 no. Can you make a mountain jump into the sea? Sure you can, if God wants you to. If God wants you to. And once you know that secret, you'll want the things that God wants because that's the things you're going to get. So you better get used to it. Why do I want you to prosper? Oh, by the way, John wished the same for his people. 3 John 1, 2. Beloved, I wish for all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thou so prosperest. What do you want? He wanted his people to prosper and be in health. Was that a secret recipe? A secret incantation that he made and, and all the people got rich and was healthy and never died? No, of course not. It was his desire for them. Because as the commercial on TV said, when you look good, we all look good. In other words, if your life abounds in Christ, others will see it and be interested. Imagine seeing the homeless people living in a box, and he wants to tell you about the riches in heaven. Come on, it would be hard to believe. But if others see you as clean, decent, respectful, knowledgeable, they'd be more apt to listen to you. Make a five-year plan. Set your goal and start your race. Run that race. Run it hard. Run it fast. And I guarantee you, whatever you achieve as you're doing it, you will have peace and joy and happiness. And it doesn't matter because you will be blessed. God will give you the desires of your heart. Didn't, didn't, uh, uh, what's his name? David. Didn't David ask for that? It said David said that God should give the desires of his heart. Now that he didn't want God to fulfill his desires. He wanted God to put God's desires in David's heart. Why? Because if God's desires are in your heart, you want what God wants. And if you want what God wants, you'll always receive that blessing. And you will be at peace. God, help these people to understand how wonderful you are, how loving you are, how much you care for them, oh Lord God, and let them obey you. Any one of you out there want to talk to me at 7101 at USA.net, just drop me a line. I'd be glad to hear from you. It's 7101 at USA.net. God bless. See you next week.